Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew right here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Join me today, per usual, John Simmons and Stephen Ostentoski, my recruiting uh, guys in crime here, my uh, partners in podcast, so to speak. John, how are you doing today? Good. Just still riveted from that uh, triple overtime victory. <laughs> Let's. Well, I can't wait to see what Steven has to say about the triple overtime victory since he does all of the video analysis for us. So, Steven, how are you? Are you, Hopefully you don't rip your hair out too much like you did last week with Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I had Will Smith stop by. He had this little device that flashed in my eyes, and uh, I don't remember anything about this past weekend. So no. I'm doing great. <laughs> It was a it, well. Look, if if you don't want to uh, watch the replay, I won't blame you. But uh, Michigan won. That's all you need to know. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, but uh, we're going to stick to recruiting here as we usually do on Future Brew, and we've got some some good news, bad news, uh, kind of uh, planned for the podcast today. So we're going to start with the good news because last podcast we all had the good vibes going. We're going to stick with those good vibes for now. It's going to get progressively worse, so get ready. But Will Johnson, who is a priority recruit in the 22 class, he's an in-state kid, five-star quarterback, uh, has been receiving a few crystal balls over the last week for the Maize and Blue after that visit uh, during that Wisconsin game a couple weekends back. And now today released his top five schools, uh, which include Michigan, Ohio State, Arizona State, Oklahoma, and USC. Uh, a few notable schools left off there, uh, Penn State and Notre Dame. Uh, so uh, a couple other um, Midwest schools there that have been eliminated uh, in favor of uh, schools like Arizona State, Oklahoma, USC. So uh, he spoke with uh, Steve Wiltfong at length a little bit about each school. And uh, he had good things to say about Michigan. Had obviously good things to say about uh, every school, but he had mentioned that uh, a decision could pretty much happen at any time. He doesn't have a date locked in by any means. So it's kind of just a wait and see with Will Johnson. And obviously we're expecting some news from Domani Jackson this week as well uh, with his top list expected to be released uh, later this week. So John, I'm just going to turn it over to you uh, with all the crystal balls flowing in him releasing his top five today with Michigan being included. Very good news for the in-state recruit here. And uh, certainly something to be excited about with not really a whole lot to be excited about. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely not not anything too surprising. I, I think Michigan was always going to make the list, but it's definitely just nice to have a little boost publicly to the program. I think elimination of schools like Penn State, like you kind of alluded to there, is uh, pretty notable. And I think it's kind of clear that uh, it looks like Michigan, Ohio State, and Oklahoma are kind of the top schools um, in that top five, even the kind of the upper echelon if you had to put it into tiers. So uh, Michigan's going to keep battling for a long time. I, I know he says he plans on committing. I mean, he doesn't have any plans. Could be any time. I, I just feel like it's going to take a little bit longer, probably the spring at the earliest. But that's just my opinion with usually how these elite guys go that are considering Michigan. So... Uh, we'll see. It would be good to get him in the fold early, but uh, I think there's still a little bit of time to go. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with all of that. I think it will end up dragging out until the spring. I think he, well, I mean, all of these recruits really want to be able to get out and go visit some of these other schools. Uh, I don't know if he's really had the opportunity to visit an Oklahoma or a USC 
uh, I want to say he's been able to visit Ohio State. I'm not 100% on that. Um, maybe he has, but um, I, he's definitely been to Michigan, was there last weekend. Um, so it definitely was inevitable that U of M was going to get on that top five. But, uh, Stephen, I'll turn it over to you at 6'3", the number eight overall recruit. Uh, total, uh, regardless of position, the number four cornerback, number one player in the state of Michigan from Gross Point South, uh, definitely a priority recruit in this class. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like Will Johnson could be the Donovan Edwards of this 22 class, just given the proximity to Ann Arbor and the position of need. And obviously with him being a top 10 talent, he's going to be heavily wanted uh, by the Wolverine coaching staff uh, this season or, or for the uh, following uh, recruiting cycle. But uh, I just can't help but think that if something shakes up with this Wolverine defensive coaching staff, that uh, it could play somewhat of a factor, not only with Will Johnson, but with a lot of these uh, highly re regarded uh, defensive backs and other defensive players that uh, they're going for in this 22 class. They're in on a lot of five-star guys uh, with uh, obviously Johnson, Domani Jackson, uh, Keon Sab uh, being a five-star safety uh, could shake things up potentially. Uh, but as of now, uh, where is your head at with all of this, Stephen, uh, given that uh, he's a top 10 player and uh, Michigan now making his top five? Yeah, I mean, Michigan's been a common theme throughout his recruitment. Obviously, he has the legacy thing going for him. Um, Michigan's just been a common thread there. So it's encouraging to see the crystal balls. I mean, we had a trio uh, last week um, come in from, I think, Alan True, Sam Webb, Steve Wilfong. That's a big one to get. And then um, just last couple of days, you had Josh Newkirk and Steve Lorenz, a couple other guys as well. So those are – it's good to see past the initial flurry that it's still looking good for Michigan. I'm – I think kind of going off of what I said about Rashawn Benny for the 21 class, I think you can even amplify this for Will Johnson where Rashawn Benny was looking like a Michigan lean for a long time. Um, position of need and then he goes to a rival you know that really hurt for the 21 yeah. class for 22 I think you even add even more of like a hurt factor <laughs> for Will Johnson I mean I'm again I'm I'm not saying this is going to happen but uh, it's a legacy guy in this case a five-star top 10 overall prospect obviously position of need um, landing Hib would also really increase your chances of getting Domani Jackson on board and the main, uh, the main competition here is Ohio State, right? So all of those things, it's like the Rashawn Benny recruitment in terms of importance, and then you just add a little bit extra, add in the legacy, add in the uh, potential bringing in Damani Jackson. And it just it terrifies me, <laughs> to be frank. I think Michigan's in an okay spot, even though, like you said, there's potential for the uh, coaching staff to be shaken up a little bit. He's a guy closer to the vein of um, being committed to the program rather than just a coaching staff. At least that's the sense I get from it. So I'm not like super concerned, although yeah, he's stated that he's trying to get to Ohio State with Damani Jackson in like January or so. So you'd have to think if there's going to be a change, that'll coincide around that time. So I'd expect Ohio State to put a, you know, an all in approach on this sort of uh, on the timing of that uh, visit whenever that would happen. So I don't know, like buckle your seatbelts, I guess would be the <laughs> best yeah. thing to say here, but obviously he's a great talent. Just one 
again, I feel like you, you can't really miss if you're Michigan. You have everything going for you. And even though you're in some turmoil in terms of how the season has gone, coaching staff, how that's shaken up, I feel like uh, Michigan can pull it off. Um, but it, it, Ohio State's not going to make it easy. I think the phrase you were looking for there, Stephen, was hold on to your butts. I think that's <laughs> one in the same. <laughs> hold, hold on to your butts, I think, is the phrase that you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree that he would probably be a program commit, not a, uh, a, a Don Brown a commit or a Zordich commit or whatever you want to uh, draw it up as uh, with his dad being an alum and a former player. I think that would end up being a, uh, a U of M uh, program commit at the end of the day. Can you guys imagine an Ohio state legacy, a top 10 five-star player committing to Michigan over Ohio state? I, I just can't see it. Uh, not, not at this current time. Um, I just don't see that happening. So, yeah, it would be a dagger in the hearts of all U of M fans if Will Johnson uh, wound up uh, committing to Ohio State, which uh, at that point, Domani Jackson would uh, uh, could, could very well do the same. So we will certainly see how all that plays out. So we're, we're going to shift gears here and uh, go from that slight good news for U of M to some slight bad news. And we're going to talk about Xavier Worthy, who – was not able to make it on campus a couple weeks ago. Um, he was originally going to, but he ended up visiting the week prior to the Wisconsin big visit weekend. He visited with Christian Dixon and Andrew Anthony, a couple other uh, committed wide receivers in the 21 class. The reason we're bringing him up today is because it is now being reported that Xavier Worthy is going to be visiting Alabama uh, this Saturday for the Iron Bowl, which uh, if you guys recall – Alabama was one of the uh, primary targets uh, of Xavier Worthy when he was originally being recruited. Uh, it was Alabama, uh, Michigan, and Oregon at the time, and obviously uh, Worthy had never visited Alabama and uh, ended up committing to uh, Michigan at the end of the day there. But, uh, John, is there any concern here on your end? In my opinion, I think this is somewhat notable given the fact that he could have came back to Michigan uh, for the Wisconsin game. He decided not to. Obviously, I don't exactly know what the reason was for that, but any time that a committed top 100 player visits another campus, uh, especially for a big game like that against – I mean, it, it, it's the number one team in the country, Alabama. They're the number one program until Nick Saban decides to retire. So, in my opinion, there's some cause for concern here. I, I wouldn't uh, by any means start uh, 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 pressing the emergency button or, you know, anything like that. I don't think it's a uh, – I don't think it's time to, to lose the marbles here, but I think there is some concern. What say you, my friend? Yeah, there's definitely cause for concern. Uh, anytime a committed prospect visits elsewhere, especially when it's Alabama. So uh, it's not great. Uh, he did, like you mentioned, he didn't come up to Wisconsin for back-to-back -back weeks. Back when that happened, I said it wasn't too much of a cause of concern, given he was just on campus the week before with Christian Dixon and Andrew Anthony. Um, but now it kind of looks more like a, a warning sign. Um, and then Greg Biggins just reported, like just now, that uh, – his mom will be going on the trip with him, which isn't, uh, which is another big thing because his mom's a huge Michigan fan. That um, she's always been in their corner. So if, if uh, Alabama can do enough to flip her sentiments and give you know, have her give him the the green light to go to Alabama, that's going to be a big deal. So I think the the one thing 
Michigan saving grace here is that uh, Worthy would be the fourth rated high wide receiver in Alabama's class, which is ridiculous, but that's just how yeah. Alabama operates right now. And they're also going after uh, Brian Thomas Jr., another top 100 guy from Louisiana who is also ranked higher than Worthy. Um, so, and he's another possibility for the class. So I can't see Alabama taking five wide receivers. So if Michigan can kind of hold off until uh, maybe Thomas commits to Alabama or uh, they make it to the early signing day and he signs because he's planning on rolling early. So it's going to be holding on tight until the early signing period. They're going to have to commit him or recruit him like he's not committed uh, mm-hmm. at this point for sure. If they want to keep him. Yeah, especially with him being so – a wishy-washy originally before he committed to Michigan because, I mean, it, it was Oregon for the longest time, and then it looked like Bama had a very good shot, and then he ended up committing to Michigan. So uh, definitely some cause for concern. Uh, Steven, uh, I, I, I want to turn it over to you uh, w- with your thoughts and opinions about this. Uh, Worthy being 6'1", 160, the number 73 overall player in the country. He has comparisons to Deshaun Jackson. The kid can fly on not only the football field, but also uh, doing track and field as well. Uh, it, it would be a huge loss for Michigan if Xavier Worthy decides to go to Alabama, have the time of his life in Tuscaloosa, and then flip his commitment to Alabama. Michigan would be in a pretty tough position there uh, at the wide receiver position moving forward with just Christian Dixon and Andrew Anthony, both very nice players in their own right, uh, but U of M only took two wide receivers in the previous cycle and uh, it, holding on to this core of three, especially after losing Marcus Allen uh, to his commitment, he ended up committing to Wisconsin, another uh, good Big Ten program there. Uh, this would be a huge loss for Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis. Yeah, I think the thing that is nice about it, even though there's there's relatively small numbers, I think you could confidently say Michigan's hit on quite a few of their wide receiver takes. Giles Jackson, Sainer still have shown a lot. Uh, I like what we've seen so far out of Roman Wilson, A.J. Henning. So a lot of the young guys have looked good. So, um you know, obviously you never want a top 100 guy looking at Bama because that just scares me. But um, And it should scare everyone. But like John said, I mean, you could be the number you know, one guy, top guy of Michigan's class, or you can be the number four wide receiver of Bama's class. You know, Bama produces a ton of talent there. But I think a benefit going to Michigan's favor is they've shown the ability to use the true freshman quite a bit in the offense. And those guys aren't as – rated highly or weren't as highly rated as Xavier Worthy would be um, coming in as a true freshman for Michigan. So I think there's lots of things Michigan can still show there. Um, Kind of a contrast to talking about Will Johnson, where he's seen more of a program guy. I think Wilson is more like, show me what you're going to do with me guy. You know, like I think he committed more to the staff than um, some other guys uh, in the 21 class and and things of that nature. So um, you know, it's it's hard to say at this point, but I think of all of the guys either committed or to be committed soon uh, to Michigan for the 21 class, I think looking at Michigan's offensive production in these next couple of games will, uh, will maybe not determine his recruitment, but could potentially sway things, right? We'll see how McNamara does. If they can get better than um, you know, from since week one, Michigan was averaging like eight points in the first half, just didn't look like a good offensive team. Um, if McNamara can breathe some life into that and, uh, you know, unlock a little bit more of the potential that the offense has, 
uh, I think that would help a lot solidify uh, Worthy's commitment. Um, but again, we're on hold on to your butts moment. And uh, <laughs> if Bama really wants to create room and, um, you know, if any shakeups happen with the coaching staff, I think uh, this visit more is Worthy trying to figure out, you know, maybe not a backup plan, but maybe like alternative plans just in case um, season goes in a certain direction or the staff goes in a certain direction. I think it's more of a just exploring options and ensuring he has a, a place to land that's best for him. Yeah, we've talked about this kind of stuff before on uh, the podcast here that you, you get these kids all the time in these classes that end up wanting to take visits and and just for the heck of it. And that's what Worthy made it sound like to Sam Webb. Uh, he, he was quoted uh, by Sam Webb uh, on uh, the Michigan Insider earlier, uh, essentially saying that uh, he's just trying to have fun and that uh, he had been uh, pretty much laughing at the uh, people freaking out on uh, social media today uh, with, with this uh, given news here. But I don't know. I, I still think that there's some cause for concern. You definitely don't want to lose him. I think he's a, uh, a borderline five-star. Uh, he's rated 73 overall on the composite here, but just looking at him on tape, I, I really like what I see out of this kid. So losing him uh, would be a huge blow to this recruiting class, in my opinion. And, uh, the position is fine in general, especially looking at uh, what you've got in the 22 class uh, recruiting wise as well. You're recruiting a top 100 guys like Tyler Morris and Caleb Brown and uh, those kind of uh, players, but definitely don't want to lose Worthy. I think he's a, uh, a really good talent. So uh, we will certainly see what happens here, but uh, we're going to take a, a small break and come back and talk about uh, some kids from the state of Florida a couple kids already committed and one that they're still going after. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about our latest sponsor here on Maze and Brew Podcast, and that is Homefield Apparel. And uh, Homefield, if you haven't heard of it yet, is a premium collegiate apparel a brand based out of the Midwest in Indianapolis. And not only is their stuff comfy, but it is officially licensed gear. So they really don't screw around when it comes to their designs. And the cool thing about Homefield is the team over there studies every school's history, traditions, and legacies to create thoughtful designs that tells the unique story of each university. And uh, they launched their Michigan line earlier this month, and they've got some really cool original designs that you really will not be able to find anywhere else uh, from t-shirts to crewnecks. Homefield has anything that you need to stay cozy while rooting for your favorite team this season. So if you're looking for some vintage apparel, look no further than Homefield and use the promo code BFMNB. That stands for Black Friday, Maze Brew. And you will get 30% off the entirety of that order. And that is not just 30% off one item. That's the whole order. So again, that promo code is BFMNB. Use that at checkout and get 30% off your entire order. So head over to homefieldapparel.com and start shopping for the holidays ASAP. This 30% off deal lasts through Cyber Monday. So if you want to get this stuff before the holidays, I would recommend you do so now because uh, they are being uh, very busy over there at uh, the home field, and they are uh, really shipping stuff uh, all over the country. I've got an order on the way, and uh, I know that it's going to get here in time for the holidays. So if you want to ensure that as well, uh, head over to homefieldapparel.com now. Again, 30% off BFMNB. 
And we are back at uh, Future Brew here. We are going to wrap up our podcast today, talking about a few more kids in the 21 class, uh, all hailing from the state of Florida, and a couple of them already being committed uh, to the maize and blue. Uh, that's Jaden McBurrows and Jaden Hood. And uh, one of the guys over in uh, the 24-7 uh, sports uh, recruiting staff, Andrew Evans, he ended up uh, hitting those guys up and uh, just got a brief update about their recruitments in general. Um, one of them being a pretty good positive here for Michigan, one not being so positive. So uh, we're going to start with the positive here uh, and talk about Jaden McBurrows. Uh, he had pretty much said that he was a completely solid uh, to Michigan and a definitely good news here considering that he is the only cornerback recruit uh, to be committed to Michigan at this time. They're going after a couple other guys, but uh, definitely good to see that he is uh, staying committed here. And uh, it sounds like he's going to be signing early as well. So, John, uh, just real quick with McBurrows, uh, good news here, uh, especially given the fact that he's the only cornerback recruit in this class. Uh, he sounds like he's going to be signing early and uh, definitely a good talent to have coming in. Uh, to Michigan considering the uh, issues that they've had at the cornerback spot this year? Yeah, everything that's gone on with McBurrows in the past couple of months have pretty much uh, assuaged all any fears I had about him leaving the class. He made it up for the Wisconsin game, um, had great things to say, got to meet all the players and their families and see campus. And then this update uh, that he gave recently is about as positive as you, as you can get. He's pretty clear in stating that he's going to sign early and stick with Michigan. So I think, uh, I don't think that he's much of a cause of concern right now at all, which is definitely good news. Uh, like you said, being the only cornerback in the class, he's, he's going to be needed. And I think he could, uh, he's looking and can see some early playing time uh, that he could take right now. Steven at 5'10", 165. Uh, he's the number 541 overall player in this class. Uh, but you're pretty high on him, and uh, at least from what I remember you saying about him in our previous discussions, uh, you think that there's a chance that he could put, get some legitimate playing time next season? That's to be determined. I thought, and this is primarily because I thought there were guys in the 2020 class that we would see already, um, namely Andre Selden, who I think uh, got some time at least on special teams last week. But, he did. Um, I expected to see more of him already this year. So uh, I don't know if Jane McBurrows is a next year guy, but I know that you're right. My uh, assessment of him is much higher than the rankings. He's I think just around 550 or so um, overall. And I know we got a little bit of a bump, but um, I mean, his offer list, he's got Bama, Georgia, LSU, uh, tons more. And it, it's, I, I think of, you know, for having a one cornerback on your uh, on your recruiting class, he's much better than what the services have him at right now. Um, you know, he plays a tough schedule down in Florida, so uh, I don't know. He he shows out um, from the film, and he and he really pops. So I'm excited to um, hear that he's at least solidified um, and agree with what John said on um, you know not really. He never really took me as a guy who I was to be scared of. But um, mm -hmm. when he, when he was asked um, if anyone else was recruiting him, he kind of downplayed it and uh, more took the opportunity to talk up um, his current recruitment. So that's the exact response you want to hear from a guy who, uh, you know, is maybe regionally far away, but, um, you know, close to signing. 
Yeah, with with the offer sheet, uh, uh, playing at a, a top-notch program like St. Thomas Aquinas, that'll definitely uh, help you out there. But yeah, I, I think he is definitely un- still underrated despite the bump that he received recently. Uh, I, I think by the end of the uh, recruiting class here, he could creep up close to the top 500, but he'll probably stay a three-star uh, by the time it's all said and done. So uh, let's move on here to Jaden Hood, uh, who uh, Andrew Evans also spoke with him uh, recently. And uh, despite being committed to Michigan for about uh, seven months now, John, it, it doesn't sound like he's going to be signing early, uh, which is definitely another cause for concern here, considering the pursuit of other programs, namely Minnesota and Miami. And uh, in this report here, it sounds like Maryland is a, a, a new program to really uh, jump into this recruitment as well. So uh, definitely one of those big reasons why it was so important for him to get to Michigan for that Wisconsin weekend. It didn't happen. He ended up not being able to make the trip. So, again, just kind of like Worthy, um, some cause for concern here, John, for sure. Yeah, actions speak louder than words and not making it up to – uh, Ann Arbor la- a couple of weeks ago uh, spoke pretty loudly, I'd say, about uh, Hood's chances of ending up in the class. Uh, I know he keeps saying that he hasn't visited Michigan yet, and that's what's uh, keeping him entertaining these schools. But I think it's just kind of a reason to throw out there. It reminds me of Eric Gray a couple years ago in the 19 class. You know, he kept saying he wants to get up to Michigan again, but every time he had a visit, he's canceled it and went somewhere else. So at some point, it's just kind of the writings on the wall here. So I, I don't have, I have much uh, lower hopes of keeping Hood in the class. Um, the thing with him, with Hood is just kind of what, what other school is he going to choose? Like Minnesota was, has always been one of the top schools, but he also hasn't visited there and they're having probably a worse season than Michigan. I mean, it's one of the, yeah. the only school that Michigan looked good against this year. So uh, it hasn't looked great. I mean, Maryland has had a couple games canceled, so they're sitting at two and one. But uh, we'll see how. I mean, they get to avoid playing Ohio State, which always makes a program look good. Um, so I think really it's Miami um, that would be the biggest threat right now, and just going off the you know criteria that he's given uh, as to to what he's going to consider when he makes his decision. Steven, I would imagine that you would probably think this is a bigger recruiting loss if he ends up flipping or not ending up uh, in the class, uh, giving his uh, a position. He's an inside linebacker here for this class, and the other linebackers that Michigan currently has committed probably won't project to that inside linebacker position uh, in Don Brown's defense here. And I, I think Hood is one of the more talented players on defense in Michigan's class, despite being only ranked 309th uh, in the country on the composite. So I'm just uh, editorializing your thoughts right now. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, this could be another example of understanding that the defense is not looking good and maybe reading into any potential coaching changes that could be coming up. I think this, again, could be uh, a, a case where just making sure you have other relationships to keep in mind, just in case anyone uh, goes elsewhere in terms of coaching staff. Um, I mean, because everything else checks the boxes, right? You look at the inside linebacker position right now, Michigan's depth is really down to true freshmen. I mean, you have 
uh, Shibley, who's playing well, but that's, you know, a walk-on. So the opportunity for playing time inside is going to be huge next year, um, even as a true freshman. So uh, it's not a case where, like John was saying, the other teams in his recruitment are necessarily uh, killing it right now um, with, with Maryland and Minnesota. Um, you know, Maryland being new, I think, stands out as he's entertaining other programs as well. Um, and I think, again, just combining like all those different factors, this looks to me more like committing uh, more to a coaching staff than the program and, um, you know, keeping your options open. I agree that like the biggest, um, I don't want to use sad, but kind of like a telling thing where he, you know, he wasn't able to make the trip. We, you know, don't really have a good reason for doing so, but that would be the opportunity to kind of shut down any, um, any fears here. But uh, it, it seems like it's, you know, just leaving that door open, just leaving that door open, leave a little crack in there for uh, any other teams to, to make a move if there are certain uh, changes happening after this season. Um, and I think, it's not necessarily like cause for panic, but um, you know, it, I, him delaying it doesn't make any uh, doesn't make anyone feel good if you're Michigan. So they, again, this is another one similar to where you got to kind of recruit him like he isn't a uh, commit at this point and kind of go all into uh, pitch early playing time um, and kind of like the relationships with other recruits as uh, your feather in the cap for Michigan there. Well, another kid who could end up getting some uh, early playing time if he were to commit to Michigan is Florida State commit O'Marion Cooper. And we've pretty much talked about him what seems like every podcast for the last three months here. Um, but he had told Andrew Evans from 24-7 as well that he also is not going to be signing early. He's going to be uh, signing in February uh, during the traditional National Signing Day period here. So, John, I mean, another opportunity here for Michigan to really make uh, another step here in this recruitment, potentially get a flip, and we'll see what happens. I mean, he would definitely pair up nicely with McBurrows. Uh, with uh, Cooper being six foot one seventy, he'd be one of one more of those traditional outside cornerbacks. Where McBurrows, he could play either outside or the nickel spot. Cooper's probably an outside guy all the way. Uh, you would imagine that uh, you want at least one of those kinds of guys in this class. If it's not say you're right, maybe it's Cooper, but uh, the door is definitely left open for Michigan to really make a move here. Yeah. You can kind of just take whatever we said about hood and just flip it in Michigan's favor. Now, um, you know, from Florida state's perspective, pushing Cooper, Cooper pushing back to not signing in February is not a good sign for them, but they could also say that, Michigan isn't looking this great that great this season. You know, he's also considering Texas and South Carolina, who just fired their head coach. So you'd think that, uh, you know, his other options aren't that appealing right now. But I think Michigan has been building that relationship really well. And it kind of speaks to what Stephen was talking about with Hood looking for the best relationship with the coaching staff. And I think Michigan is doing a really strong uh, job there. We talked about how, like, the cohesion with Mich with Florida State's recruits, you know, with Brandon Jennings wasn't that great. So I don't think they're building that great of a culture down there. And I think Michigan can help just by uh, showing him some love and making him feel more at home, even though he hasn't, uh, he's, you know, he's not, he doesn't live as near at all. Steven, I, we talked about on the podcast not long ago that you would prefer Michigan to get a couple more D tackles at this point in this class. I'm curious if that opinion of yours has changed with Benny being committed elsewhere, 
them really only going after George Rooks. And it doesn't really look like the targets uh, on the other targets potentially uh, on the defensive line are all of that impressive. But uh, I've been saying all along, take Cooper and take Wright for sure. And then if you only get Rooks or another D tackle, so be it. You need some guys in the secondary uh, to help out. Uh, has your opinion changed in that regard? Would you uh, would you be okay with just uh, George Rooks or another D tackle committing if if that means getting both Wright and uh, Cooper to end up flipping? Yeah, um, I mean you could maybe bulk up Cooper to play defensive tackle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's 170 right now, so <laughs> only pack on another 115 pounds and uh, it's no. possible. I'll <laughs> no, give him I... some of mine. That's fine. This quarantine pounds I've been putting on, so. So I think that I think the thing is, if it wasn't a cornerback, then I'd be like, well, I feel like defensive tackle, you might need to take a flyer if it's not someone that, you know, say it was a linebacker instead of a cornerback, cornerback being the second, arguably the second um, most position of need. At this point, you don't turn down a a commitment from someone of Cooper's caliber um, just because of the defensive tackle situation. Um, I mean, I still would like Michigan to take two defensive tackles in this class. I think Rooks is a hopeful, and I know there's been a couple other guys that Michigan's reached out to. But, um, but no, I, I think you still push as hard as you can for Cooper. Um, and he, again, just helps solidify the depth at that position that desperately needs it. Um, so I, I think that's, that's pretty much the, the path Michigan has to take. And then um, – you know, I, I don't foresee the defensive tackle position being solved in in this class. I think you have to make a harder push at 22 at this point. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that completely. I just don't see I, – I don't see the potential for these other guys, really. I mean, I, I haven't really had the chance to flip on the, the tape or anything. But, I mean, if, if history is any indicator, these low-ranked guys that they end up taking – that uh, play the edge in high school and then bulk up and play a D tackle in college. It just, it, it really hasn't worked out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it's looking like it, moving forward with some of these other targets that they've got, but who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm hopeful that uh, Michigan continues to recruit Cooper as they have been since he committed to Florida state months and months ago. So uh, we'll definitely bring you guys all the latest updates here on Future Brew and AmazingBrew.com. But uh, until then, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, as always, uh, uh, give Amazing Brew a like and uh, follow on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. Steven, how about you? You can find me at Steven Toski. Be sure to like and subscribe to all of our podcasts here on Maze and Brew. We would so greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, some more good news on the recruiting trail. It's been few and far between, but uh, we will certainly see how it all plays out as uh, we come closer and closer to the early signing period. Uh, So for John and Steven, I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you next time.